0: Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan Lepique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. And I'm pleased to have with us here today, Dr. Morris Treadway. Mo is a principal in the U.S. firm, part of the Financial Management Group and is also the global lead for the Enterprise Performance Management Center of Excellence. So, Mo, thanks for joining us here today on this podcast. Sure. Happy to be off. For our listeners, this is one in an ongoing series of podcasts we've done around what are some of the expected top trends, For 2018, top initiatives organizations are undertaking or should be undertaking some of the needs to have success with those initiatives. So the pretty topically broad set of podcasts we've done around the various areas of focus and expertise of a series of firm executives. And then we'll culminate this with a webcast on January 30th. We're reviewing some research that we've done on positive and negative trends, the initiatives, the capabilities required, and some general global macroeconomic type of trends. So maybe to start, Mo, based on your focus area and your travels, what do you see as some of the top positive and negative trends for this coming year from a client perspective?
1: It's a good question. I, I don't know if I'd really categorize them as positive and negative as you talk about trends, to really reflect on what are we seeing as the challenges that finance is facing and the mandates that they're facing as business progresses. And we continue to see a very strong mandate and strong trend, if you want to call it that, on the pressure to reduce costs and identify new areas and opportunities to improve profitable growth. We continue to see a lot of pressure to deliver more insights with speed And also a lot of focus on improving forecasting uh, dynamics and accuracy. And what the CFO and finance is faced with with those is how can we deliver those capabilities and enable it with the emerging digital technologies that's really improving the speed, integration, and access of the information and insights to achieve each of those things I just mentioned. So the trend or driver that's really disrupting finance is also the same driver that's disrupting business models and operating models today. It is around the emerging digital technologies. But more importantly, how can they view that as an opportunity versus a threat and really enable those mandates and achieve those objectives that I had just mentioned?
0: So I know you and your team have done a lot of consulting as well as market research and thought leadership around the idea of the future of finance. If you look at the three initiatives that you just cited, reduce cost, profitable growth, better accuracy in the use of data and analytics, would that be the attributes of a focus area of a future finance organization? And then if so, what are some of the key things organizations need to do to have success at each of those three types of initiatives?
1: When we look at the future of finance, there's a few key themes and emerging areas that evolve. One is around how do I integrate the digital technologies, the intelligent automation, to drive a new target operating model for finance and across all the back office areas and corporate service areas that an organization has. So that's not just looking at one particular area like robotics and doing a proof of concept, but really looking at it on an end-to-end process basis and integrating those technologies. So robotics cloud, machine learning, cognitive, those type of technologies to really optimize those end-to-end processes. That can enable finance to operate with up to 70% less labor in the future, if not more, through that automation. At the same time, as I mentioned earlier, finance and CFO is expected to deliver more insights with speed and also help the organization to improve their forecasting dynamics and accuracy. So how do you drive that more insight and speed of those insights for the business with so much less labor, with the automation that we just talked about? That's causing the second emerging theme, which is around insights and analysis. In that area, we're seeing the CFO and finance really having to step up to be that cornerstone of strategy, performance, insights, and analytics across the business, enable that with the data and analytics center of excellence and also be that enterprise data steward across the business. All roles that the CFO has been involved in in the past may have been a supporter of, but now we really see them as having to lead those areas. And that's driving a need for new skills and new roles that finance must take on as well.
0: So in terms of intelligent automation, in some respects, It's often a very new set of technologies, and organizations are in the very early stages of exploring them. I'm thinking here of things like artificial intelligence and machine learning. But some aspects of intelligent automation, such as workflow or intelligent workflow, have been around for quite a while. So do you see that your clients have a pretty good handle on, if we look at the gamut of IA technologies, where to apply what, when, and what benefits to get out of it? Or is it still a little bit of a learning curve in terms of mapping different technology to different needs? Or? Or is it something where you could really look at the whole range of technologies and apply them in concert to achieve some of the goals you've been outlining?
1: Some of these technologies aren't exactly new. They have evolved to an area that they're proven. They're no longer proof of concept. I think where finance has jumped into this almost headfirst is doing proof of concepts, doing pilots. For example, looking at robotics in traditional transaction process areas like journal entry processing or general ledger processing, looking at it in those areas. And where they struggle is more on what should be our holistic enterprise vision as we move forward with intelligent automation. And with automation, the discipline and governance across end-to-end processes and having that end-to-end process leadership becomes even more critical. So if you take record-to-report, a very traditional type end-to-end process that finance typically supports, you look at record-to-report, you can obviously apply robotics to automate journal entry process Automate subsidiary ledger processing and those type of areas. Then you can enable the whole general ledger process with cloud technologies, not just ERP technologies, but e- EPM and other technologies and integrating those across the cloud. That improves the data speed of access. That's where you really can reduce a lot of the efforts that companies have today around manually sourcing data, reconciling data, getting access to that data. That improves the efficiency. Then you can apply robotics again to really generate your standard reports that you create on a regular basis. Those are repetitive in nature, that they can be automated. So your standard reporting that you do every month around financial statement reporting or management reporting that's distributed out to everyone, and then apply machine learning where it learns from the data and the business to do pro forma analysis around that with natural language processing to do the analysis. If you look at that record report then, where you're applying not just robotics, which a lot of people don't proof of concepts around, but you're taking it end-to-end, and you're applying robotics, you're enabling with cloud, you're looking at automation areas that people haven't traditionally looked at automation, and then you're applying machine learning and natural language processing, you can quickly see how processes can be operated with significantly less labor on a much more automated basis, but also improve the speed of access the speed of analysis, and that's really where finance needs to go.
0: So are there certain characteristics or attributes of organizations that will make them more successful at this? Or maybe to turn that around a little bit, are there some other things that need to be done in advance? So I'm thinking of, would it be helpful if a firm has already done some process standardization and re-engineering? So they've already taken some inefficiencies out of processes, and they also have a good handle on how the process actually works, so they can figure out where to apply these technologies. Or is it uh, equally important to have a good integrated underlying system, so for example, ERP system such as SAP or Oracle? Or is it really that with some of these you can get around? Maybe if you haven't done a lot of standardization and maybe if you have a fragmented back office, these technologies can address those problems. So is it an either or or is it a both?
1: I think it's a both. The great thing about the digital technologies, especially cloud, when you look at cloud and robotics and those, those different areas, they don't require you to harmonize your ERP instances like people have done in the past. They don't require a big enterprise data warehouse that it's for a company to have that's all clean and structured in a traditional way. The data management technologies that exist today like data lakes that can capture that data in its native mode at its point of entry. When you look at the cloud that can improve the access to get data from multiple sources, you still have to apply enterprise data management structure and vision and a framework around that. You still have to have good master and metadata. You don't need that traditional big enterprise data warehouse like you've had in the past. I think what's important is these technologies can be applied in almost any environment in a successful way as long as you have a clear vision of what you're trying to achieve, strategic questions you're trying to answer as an organization, where are the decisions you're trying to make as an organization. And, and that will drive your data management vision and strategy. And then you can look across that and apply it. And you don't have to do the traditional BPR, the business process reengineering before doing this. But you do have to have good BPM, business process management, and well-documented processes. The more standardized they are, the better you can apply robotics. So there is some simplification and standardization. I think that's definitely helpful as a precedent. But the transformation, the reengineering is not required as a precedent. And then I say, adding to your question, Stan, around this, organizations that are going to be most successful at this and realize the value from it will be ones that realize that process and technology is just an enabler, but real value is realized through people and data. So I mentioned data several times. But people having the right skills, the right behavioral skills, you know, looking at finance as that business partner, just that cost manager, not just that administrator, but a true strategic business partner across the enterprise and having the relationship skills, the behavioral skills to address that as well as having the data scientists, the data and analytics COE, as I mentioned before, really looking at those people and skills and that data, that's what's going to transform the organization. That's what's going to add the real value and make the difference, not process and technology.
0: To wrap up, Mo, it sounds like what you're describing really is something that any type of organization can have success with, whether it's a larger organization, maybe more of a so-called legacy firm, and it's not just internet natives that are going to really be the ones taking the most advantage of some of these technologies. It sounds like if the firm embraces what you were just describing in terms of what they recognize as important and what's an enabler, and that they have a clear plan they're going to be able to have success with this. This is something for everyone to get success with under the right circumstances. Would that be
1: accurate? Absolutely. And I would just say it's not a choice. In the disruptive world that we exist in today and the digital disruption that we see across almost every industry, industries such as utilities and oil and gas, you can look across all industries. This is not a choice. Companies have to do this to win and thrive and grow. And as I started this conversation off to look at disruption in digital technologies, and the impact on the areas and the objectives I mentioned earlier as an opportunity versus a threat.
0: Okay, well, well, great insights. sounds like it's going to be a very exciting next couple of years for the finance organizations. Thanks for joining us here today to give us your thoughts on where the finance organization is and should be going. Uh, no problem. Thank you. And I encourage our listeners to take a look at or a listen at the webcast we're doing on Top Trends and Futures for 2018. That's going to happen on January 30th. Then also check out some of the very good Future of Finance materials that Mo and his team have put together. Google Future of Finance, KPMG, and you'll get pointed to a lot of very good stuff. But Mo, again, thank you very much for your time here today. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.